You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We hope you had a really great Christmas with your... 2024, baby. Starting to recover from a fabulous Lights of Hope. Yeah, it was great. It was unbelievable. It was magical. Yeah, it was was fabulous. The message of Jesus, I think, was was really out there. And uh, we, we met... Hundreds and hundreds of people. Just shy of thirty thousand come. Yeah. You know, right near thirty thousand come at, uh, come to the father's house. You know, to let us love on them and share Jesus with them. It's cool because I get to welcome people, and uh, I ask people, I take pictures of them. I'm like, where, where did you come from, and how'd you hear it? Uh, I forgot to tell Yost. Number one is Facebook, which is great, mm-hmm. but number two is that now it's a destination. They literally get in their car from Sacramento, ready. Yeah. Grass Valley area over, yeah. and come come to the Lights yeah. of Hope to Oroville, which is unbelievable. They're coming to the Father's house. They don't know that. I like that. Yeah. The message of Jesus. The message of Jesus. Met many people. Let's there. just read the words of Jesus yeah. and act upon him. There we go. Yeah. Sure. Give your life away. Yep. Well, let's uh, turn to our scripture here. My I lost my tabs since I it's had to Romans. restart my computer. Romans 5. But Romans 5 is where we're headed. Just give I me think a, it's 8, isn't it? Maybe. But God demonstrates his own love, love towards us while we're at sinners. We're going to start at verse 6. Okay. Okay, here we go. Romans 5, verse 6. For while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for a good man someone would dare to die, even to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners christ died for us much more than having now been justified by his blood we shall be saved from the wrath of god through him for while we were enemies we were reconciled to god through the death of his son much more having been reconciled we shall be saved by his life and not only this but we exalt in god through our lord jesus christ Mm -hmm. through whom we have now received the reconciliation well, that's good, isn't it? It's yep. good news. You know, I'm thinking, as you read that, I, you know, sometimes we, we witness to people, and there, nothing happens. And I, I just, I like that, that while we were ha- still helpless, at the right time. So Christ died for us at the right time. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes when we tell people about Jesus, it's not always the right time for them to receive it. But what's good is that you, if you tell them, it's in there. And it's they can be brought back to their memory. I think you told me that when we were um, when you were leading me to Jesus, or even after I got saved at first, because yeah. Steve's the one that led me to Jesus. It's like you got to get the name of Jesus to people. It was you preaching at your uh, photography lab, and your teacher telling you you were doing more harm than good. And I said, no, that can't be, because you preaching the gospel the way you are. Just you fell in love. You just had a great encounter with him. Yeah. And his vo- his word never returns without having formed its you know done its done its purpose and i think most people quote it as you know his his word never returns to him void Void. without purpose you know it it has a purpose as it goes out yeah and i think you know it's interesting that at the right time christ died for us at the right time it's interesting like i i think about the way he died in, in the most bloodiest horrible time i mean he could have been just he could have just been hung 
Yeah. Or could, he could have been in a, in a um, he, the French Revolution. He could have been shot, you know, and uh, executed, you know, with a firing squad or, or electrocuted. But it's like, why did he pick that torturous time to die like the way he did? He could have died any time for our sins and r- right. r- rose again, right? He could right. have had a heart attack and rose again. <laughs> and we're like, well, he's he's alive because he died and came back, you know, whatever. You know, I mean, but it's, I think it had it's to be so demonstrative, It had to be punishment, it? right? Punishment, yeah. But, I yeah. mean, even like, you know, electrocution and, yeah. and all that is punishment. But the I think it was so visible. It yeah. was such a visible, um, so many people saw mm-hmm. it, uh, excruciating pain, yeah. um, torture. And it just, but... I just was struck by that, the right time, that in due season, you got to get the word out about Jesus, and, and while we we're yet sinners, he died for you. So I think if you're out there, use the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Get it into people's um, vernacular, their heart, their mind, their soul, so in due season at the right time, it can be, it can be harvested. It's, yeah, absolutely. And it's so very important, this part that he says about, you know, a, you might die for a good person, yeah. mm-hmm. but... Hardly anyone would die for a bad person, oh and gosh. yet Christ died for Come us on. when mm-hmm. we were yet sinners, right? Amazing. And I think that when asked, you know, are you forgiven? Do you have a reasonable belief that you are, have salvation in your future, mm-hmm. that you'll be saved from hell and get to spend eternity with God in heaven? And, and in his presence is what heaven is should basically be seen as whatever heaven looks like you know we've imagined it was streets of gold and you mm-hmm. know and what that looks like because that's yeah. the word used as a description and and mansions and things that we've yeah. we've placed the city on a hill kind of thing and if you have a chance of spending eternity there or spending time with him and being invited in my good and faithful servant then you have to answer the question why are you why why would you be saved hmm. You know, here it says here that Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. Why would I consider that with all the sin in my life and all the mistakes I've made and choices, selfish choices against others and for me, why would I be saved? And the answer to the why, it's really clear when you hear people answer it. And you can tell they really don't understand Christianity when they answer it in the first person of, you know, I. Because because I believe. Because I have faith. That isn't really why you're saved. You are saved because, third person, because he, because he died for us. Salvation is offered. Grace is offered. People want to use grace to cover everything because it gives I a chance to do whatever I want and experience and satisfy my flesh all I want. While we're yet sinners. Yeah. And yet the truth is it's he. It's what he did. Grace is only offered because what he did, the sacrifice, the punishment, the penalty, all the things the Bible talks about are really pointedly spoken of as what he did. So why why would you be saved? Well, I don't know because I don't deserve it. I don't know because he owes me nothing. But why why, why are you or why would you be invited in as my good and faithful servant? It isn't I. There is no I answer that can be correct. Or even the minute I say I, I don't understand what's happened in heaven. What has happened to to demonstrate for me and, and a, uh, provide for me a life in the kingdom come, his will be done world. Here on earth, just as it is there. It's The answer is always he. Because he. Because 
what Jesus did, what Jesus said, what Jesus decided to do for us. Now, I have what he decided to do, offered a bridge back to the Father to come in relationship with God as my Father, come into relationship with God as my Master, my, my uh, owner, you know, my Lord, which is what Lord means. He's the owner of the house. And it, what he's offered me, what, what is offered to me is not because of me. It is offered because of him. Unless it's offered, a man cannot receive it. A man cannot have it. You cannot pursue heaven and, and get it. Jesus has, to, has had to have procured it and offered it to every man. And so then, then you get a chance to submit and surrender to him. And what makes the difference between someone who is God does have a good uh, understanding and, and possible belief that they are going to be going to heaven and those that should not in any way, shape, or form believe they are. Now, that can be me because I heard his call and came to him. But that is not how I'm saved. I am not saved because I heard his call and did something right. It's because I, I could do that all day and get nowhere. Um, in fact, why are you bragging about doing right when that was the minimum expected of you from birth? What you should be talking about is how you did wrong. And yet God himself yes, while you were yet a sinner. became flesh dwelt among you. And while you were yet a sinner, died for you so that you could do right like you should have done all along. Yeah. So there is that hope that my choosing to believe and live my life and then, because I'm owed now, I was never owed this, and I never deserved it. He gave it to me anyway. That's right. I come to the revelation that I owed him everything, everything and he, I owe him everything, yeah. and I give it to him, and I can be sure that I have received the gift that was offered to me, the grace that was offered to me. <laughs> Excuse me. So why would I be saved? Not because I did anything. I would be saved because he, he did everything. Sounds good. Really good. And yet it gets a little confused because only those who respond right. to the invitation, like, you know, he sent his servants to the highways and byways, and, so, and they made all kinds of excuses. <clears throat> well, he, he also did for them. Right. But the only hope they have of ever being in the wedding feast is if they take what he did for them, the offer he gave. And so... In that sense, it is come down to it's up to me, but I could never have it through myself. I could never earn it. I could never achieve it. There is no belief system that would allow me to become righteous enough after being unrighteous. And since I should have been good all my life and I wasn't, there is no hope for me yeah. except for what he did. For, and you want to know how to get what he did? Find out what he said and follow him. Go learn his red letters in the new covenant. Yep. From Matthew. Open your Bible and you'll find a book called Matthew. That's right. That's the beginning. Matthew 1 1 is the beginning of the New Testament. What's the red letters? Which it's got red letters in it that are only say when Jesus that it's always red when Jesus is talking. That's right. And it's not red when Jesus isn't. But what gets you to to procure, to to find um, reception of the offer of grace? What he did is to listen to what he said yeah. 
and do what he told you to. And that is the only hope man has. And that is what he's talking about here, about while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. And he, he, what this is saying is it's all his idea. That's all him. This is all his idea. And through the death of his own son, he could make a way for you and offer it to you. But it isn't yours until you decide to come and submit and surrender under his words and teachings. And he says, you're my disciple if you do what I say. And why do you call me Lord and don't do what I say? And many on that day will say, Lord, Lord. And I will say, I don't even know you. That's right. And the reason was you didn't do what I said. And so it's really this offer is to every man, this salvation, this this eternity in God's presence, this the one who loved you so much to come and serve the penalty for your sins, to overcome your wrong choices so that you would come to him and then live right and do right. But that living right and doing right isn't how you're saved. It's how you respond. It's how you accept what he did for you. Really good. The cross, the penalty for your sins. How do I, get, how do I accept him paying mine? Come and do what he says. It's not a great. It's not just a strong suggestion. It's 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 right. eternal life. I mean, it's like, I think in Christianity today we forget what Steve is saying, and it's like I, while I was yet a sinner, Jesus died for me. I got that. I asked him into my life. That's all there is. I believe in him. I believe he's God, and then I just stop growing. I stop doing. That's right. And it, and Christianity is all about. It's action. It's a verb. Yeah. It's a do. It's a read the red letters, like Steve said, yeah. and act act upon them. It's like, um, and I just think right now in the world we live in, we were talking with Jeremiah a few minutes ago, is this world is getting dark and just selfishness just abounds. And what's going to what's going to what's going to do the opposite? Well, selflessness and selflessness. Jesus came was selfless. While we were yet a sinner, He died for me. I couldn't believe it when I asked Jesus into my life at May, on May 2nd at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I just said this 20-second prayer, and I just knew that Jesus Christ was real. Mm-hmm. Now, had I stopped that day and continued to just sin the way I was at 1.55 a.m., um, but no, it was, it's been a road. It's been walking out to salvation. It's like, I want to get to heaven, so I need to keep walking towards heaven. So practically every day I need to keep going towards the goal of, in the hope of eternal life because while I was a sinner, Christ died for me, and I need to show my, my, my love. He says, who, you know who loves me? Those who obey me. Well, if you don't even know what, he, what obedience to Jesus is, mm-hmm. how do you know obey him? Right. So you got to figure out the red letters and read it because it's not it's 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 people think it's simple. Well, yeah, it's simple, but it was it was it was painful for him. And what he did for me while I was yet a sinner, I owe him a huge debt that I can never pay. Yeah. I think one of the the tragedies and one of the things that's really killing the effectiveness of believers today is the forgetting of what he did. What and he did the we kind of we say oh yeah he died for me but then beyond once we've had that revelation we don't continue to <laughs> discover and live in that Correct. grateful wow jesus look wow, every day you know we we start to say now that i have this new life i can live it this way and it's like we start to make it about us and our faith right now i'm a believer i get your provision or i get healing or i get this and it all becomes about our Eternal life. our dreams as opposed to 
he becomes my Lord and I'm going to take your life live, over. live for him. And I think yeah. that's really what you said about, you know, the Lord being the owner of the house and kind of re- remembering that we were bought with a price is just, you know, the, the lack of that message or the forgetting of that message, I think is, you know, causing Probably. trouble. Right. And, yeah. And I think, and I think too, you know, it's like, I think we have a, we do a mistake when we say, ask Jesus into your life. Mm-hmm. No, I think you should say, Let's let's go into Jesus's life. Let's I follow give him. You my life. I give you my life. Yeah. I, Jesus, I give you my life. You take it. You're the captain. Use You're the owner of the house, and yeah. do as it as you will. But I but being a Christian for almost 45 years, it's it's just gotten way more self. I I I like yeah. you said. Um, it's just it's just all about I. So it says here. Think about this for a minute. It says we shall be saved from the wrath of God. The wrath of God. Through Him. Hmm. Not through me, mm-hmm. not through not through my decisions. Mm-hmm. I decide I want to be saved from the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. He will come and save me from the wrath of God. Have you ever studied the wrath of God in the Bible? <laughs> it is truly something to be saved from. You you'll see it. it. You'll see it in Revelation visited upon people who have lived after Jesus Christ. To the the wrath. The wrath of God is promised mm-hmm. to come back to the earth, and it probably exists. You know, I don't know where it exists, but. When you read the prophets and the and the and the uh, books before Matthew, the wrath of God is spelled out incredibly. In I, I can't think of the names of the mountains, but um, there's a mountain of blessing and praise where they half the priests go up on the mountain in Deuteronomy and they speak all the blessings from obedience. It's what mm-hmm. God will do for you if you listen to Him. And over on this mountain, it's the curses of God. All the things that will happen to you if you don't listen to him. And it's, I mean, the wrath of God, it'll, it'll curl your toes. And it's, you know, if to study the wrath of God, it, it would be something to be saved from. Yeah. As, you know, these verses right so here, this, this, these verses right here in Romans are really telling us that it's the answer to the question of what hope do I have mm-hmm. It's not me and the decisions I make. So why do I make these decisions? If it does, if it isn't how I'm saved, why do I make them? Well, I think it proves it proves what I've chosen. Mm-hmm. I've decided I have no hope but Jesus. I'm giving my life to Jesus. And the works that I do are the result of that decision. They aren't they aren't how the decision is made. They aren't how I procure salvation. Because that would again be, I did this so that I'm saved. No, he did this so that I'm saved. And he saved me from myself. He saved me from the, from the enemy and the world system. And more importantly, he saved me from the wrath of God. God's wrath was visited on him so that I didn't have to have it visited on me. Because like I said, I already blew it. Already went out and became worldly and already became evil. And, and what we don't understand is when we come to Jesus and he does all this for us, his intention is to help us not go back and live evil. Paul said, what would you do, nail him to the cross again? Would you cause him, make him die for you again? Or would you just start to live righteous yeah. and, and, and not do these things? Because, not to get, but because. And so the works we do, like we just did Lights of Hope for a month, and we spent six weeks before that building it, and we sacrificed so much of our work around here and our people and, and their jobs and everything. The, the offices were empty for a month while we're, while we're trying to set this up to bless 30,000 people. 
We by no means did that to be saved or, or to say that this is how we're saved. No, we did this because he saved us and we love him. Jesus said, anyone who hears these sayings of mine and acts upon them is like a man who dug deep into a rock foundation and built his house on the rock. This strength and this longevity comes from hearing the words of Jesus and acting upon them. Things like go preach the gospel and make disciples. Things like I was hungry and you fed me not, or you fed me and I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. And it's really so, you know, he, he said a lot more than that, but <laughs> We so do I. these things because we met him. He, we, we realized he did this for us, produced this grace, protected us from ourselves, from the world, and from the wrath of God. He didn't just protect us. He became the shield that took the beating. Mm-hmm. And we get to live, and so we want to be perfect. We want to be, we intend to not sin again. And then... We want to look after the least of these, my his brethren. We're the ones who, who, the ones who needed hungry. They needed food, and they needed clothing, and they needed shelter, and they That's needed right. water. And so they're the ones, you know, he says, if you do to these, you're doing it for me. Well, why would I want to do it for them? I really don't. But I want to do it for him. And he, did it and for he said that he's thirsty. He's hungry. I want to feed Jesus. How do I do that? With the least of these. Mm-hmm. And so the obedience to these words is the foundation that makes our life stand. It makes it so we stay with him. Good. And it takes due diligence because I want to be what he wants me to be. I don't want him to be nailed to a cross again. And, And the whole reason, the nutshell, in a nutshell, is I fell in love with him. That's why I want to do all this stuff. That's why I want to, I want to give all my life. I want to give all my money. I want to give every day, every breath. I fell in love with him. I love that he did this. While I was yet a sinner, when I had screwed it all up, he still wanted to die for me and pay my penalty and protect me from myself and protect me from the world and protect me from God's wrath. Abraham Lincoln said this. He said, sir, my concern is not whether God is on our side. My greatest concern is to be on God's side for God is always right. Hmm. And I thought, you know, that's so anti to how we live. And, you know, I mean, while we were sinners, he died for, for us. I'm just thinking, you know, it lights a hope we had thousands and thousands of people and it was joyous and upbeat but there was like maybe under 20 people who were not happy mm-hmm. and guess where our human nature goes to it's the it's a dark side and it's like no we need to live on a, you know it's like how could i mean because that's how we are but it's like would i die for you know those 20 malcontents you know i mean that's what it's like no but i die for, you know maybe i might die for the per- person who's nice <laughs> maybe but it's like we don't we forget that he died for all those people who are so unhappy and the murderers and the rapists and the mm-hmm. kill you know mm-hmm. everybody was an en- was an enemy to god but we put little you know we put like um numbers on what the sin is the truth is he died for everybody right. and would we and would we live for all those people? That's even harder. <laughs> live every day for the malcontents okay. or the people. You know, we go home sometimes and we just like, Steve and I go, I can't believe that person was so mean to us. I can't believe they, they betrayed us. I can't. Those are the people. Those are the people he died for. 
Yep. And those are the and he even talks about that. It's like yeah, they it's good that me, you like gonna, the people that like yeah. you, but what about the people that don't like you? If they betray those are me, hard. They're going to betray you. Yeah. That's right. And but if we they forget persecuted that. me. They're going to persecute yeah. you. Yeah, they're going to hate the world's going to hate you. Yeah. But we don't like and that. And you were surprised by it. <laughs> we're surprised. Yeah. Jesus said it. While well, we're I don't yet, know why well, we're surprised. So while we were enemies, he died for us. So yeah. we have enemies, but we don't even like them. Yeah, not a, yeah talk about dying for them. <laughs> we don't yeah, even like them. Don't even go there. So. While we're talking about this, right, you, you're making the point that the Jesus' death on the cross was what purchased salvation for Correct. us. We respond to that. Correct. We're brought into this new life. Correct. And then we live a different way because of what we've received, right? But I'll play the opposite side of the fence for a moment and say, does that then mean that because he did it and I've said yes, that I can now no longer lose that what I have, that I've received? <laughs> well, you know, years ago, I probably would have agreed with that until I really read the words of Jesus in context. And uh, um, when you, if you just read the books in Revelation <laughs> to the churches, mm-hmm. to the believers, the uh, you know Laodiceans and mm-hmm. the and the uh, I can't even think of all the names of the churches. Yeah, <laughs> but just go if you if you Sardis, really believe yeah. that, go read go read the re, uh, re, books of Revelations Ephesus. and just read. The, just read from Matthew to Revelations with that thought. Just read it and see what you come up with. I think that you can, mm-hmm. because he said he, the branches who are, are who are in me, I will cut off and throw into the fire. He says those are branches who are in him. So I believe that's the people who are saved. Yeah. Um, but I, Steve's probably um, has way more million more. So he's what right, it, he's, he's so biting at the. Uh, what bit, it is is uh, uh, we know, I no longer believe that we are truly saved today. That's right, uh, and and that'll Until just when. much people turn off the turn off their uh, <laughs> device right now. Yeah, but I believe we'll all stand before God at a judgment seat and determine what our life is all the way to the finish Correct. line. Correct. Jesus said uh, so many times, "Overcomes to the end." Correct. And so there's a finish line. I have to overcome all the way. I have to stay in in His promise. I have to stay under His covering. I can't just say, I got what you did for me, and now I'm going to run off with it. It's back to what Vicky said. So many of us invite him into our life to go run our life and hope he blesses as we go. But what he really did was come to take our life into his kingdom for us to live in his kingdom with him and do according to his will. And if I run that race to the end, I'm assured of my salvation. If I stay in that plan... And I will stand before him at a judgment seat. Paul said, don't be deceived. Every one of you are going to stand before him at a right. judgment seat. And if you believe any go- other gospel than the one I told you, you believe in vain. You'll believe and again. you will perish. Mm-hmm. But if you believe the gospel that I taught you, which is what we're talking about here, yeah. that what this very letter is written by Paul, um, then you are being saved. And being saved is that process from the day I met him all the way to the day of my death, where on my death I crossed the finish line. That's right. And I'm ready for that judgment seat. And if in that judgment seat I have been found that I have stayed in Jesus, then his grace and his death covers me. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's just absolutely foolish to, think, to say you can lose your salvation or you cannot. Mm-hmm. You definitely can start out on a journey following Jesus and turn aside. You're a baby. You can choose mm-hmm. to stop following Jesus. Right. You can change your mind. Oh. And in my opinion, you didn't lose your salvation. You just never had it. Oh. Paul the Apostle said they were never really with us in wow. the first place, right? 
And so um, that's really that's a, good way. I like that. a way of looking yeah. at it. And I, I think more and more as I study and follow Jesus, that's an absolutely clear, message. clear message with mm-hmm. the branches, the, the virgin bridesmaids, the workers in the vineyard, all mm-hmm. the different people, the guy with the wrong Wedding garment festival. on. Yeah. Wedding banquet. Yeah, the wedding bank with the, sh- the sheeps and goats. It's the like, I'm going to gather you all in the end. I'm going to determine your end. goats and your sheeps because in your life, mm-hmm. you might have been goats right up to the last few days, and then you became a sheep. You like know? the guy on the cross. guy on the cross did something very extraordinary. He confessed Jesus, and Jesus said, If you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father. And here this guy hung, and he was somewhat mocking Jesus with the other guy. And and saying, you know, get down off the cross if you're the son of God and all that. And then he made a, a really fateful decision. He professed Jesus, confessed Jesus before men who could tear his guts out. They could pull his intestines out and wrap them around his head before he died. He could they could have put incredible torture on that man. And he said that in front of them. This guy you're hanging as king. I'm saying he is a king. I'm guilty he's not. When you're in your kingdom, remember, remember me. me. I mean, I think he did a, I think his act of faith, That's his huge. justification yeah, by huge. faith, yeah. his his act of faith yeah. was so profound, probably miles greater than mine. I, 49 years into this and all of mine added up, don't add up to his one ten second profession of faith. Where with, with his arms, with his death sentence being carried out, he proclaimed Jesus in front of the most murderous men that have ever walked the earth. And I think for me, to answer your question, um, I, I wholeheartedly believe now that you could, you, there, you can lose your salvation, you know, or you, or you never knew or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if I'm wrong, if like let's say you, you, it doesn't matter what you do, and you, you know yes Jesus in your life it, you can live like hell. It doesn't matter what you do, or you know you just go to church or you, you do these boxes. Um, I know that if I get to heaven and Jesus says to me, you know you didn't have to live that righteous or holy. <laughs> you didn't or, have to live that holy. You didn't have to be that. You <laughs> yeah. didn't have to be that whatever. You yeah. know you didn't have to give all that money. You didn't have to give all the time. Yeah. You know, but enter in. You know, I'm proud of you. But if I'm on the other side, and I think and I believe that it's once saved, always saved, and I didn't read the red letters of Jesus, and I, I just asked Jesus in my life 44 years ago, there was no fruit, there was no obedience, and he says, I never knew you. I would, you know, I would rather just make sure I'm all in. So yeah. I cover both of my bases. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Either way, I want to make sure I make it. It's better to find out that you overdid Correct. that than that you underdid it. Correct. That. Yep. I'd rather yeah, overdo yeah, it than yeah. underdo it. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather have a turkey that's overdone than not cooked enough. Yeah. So Sorry. there you go. Is that a good way to start? Stop? I don't know where to go from there. So I, think I think I might be getting hungry. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us this time. We will see you again soon. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you, inspired you, maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything Jesus has for you and the life he calls you to live. If you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. That way you'll get every episode each week when it's released. It would really help us if you could rate and review and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. Help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. 
If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.